everybody, I'm Maya. I'm Melissa. And I'm Olivia. And we're here to take you back to your, your Twilight face. God damn it. I think that was great. That was terrible. Oh, okay. Well, I don't think it was good, but I think it was like better. <laughs> it was fine. Listeners, what's up? Guys, I'm so glad to be here. It's great. Um, Listeners. First announcement that is the most important announcement is happy birthday olivia (gasps) happy olivia day that's so nice of you i did not expect that to be our most important announcement of course it is i appreciate it right in to compliment olivia (gasps) (laughs) wow truly uh this is a day where we celebrate your existence and therefore it is the most important thing that we could talk about Wow, it's, that's it's definitely going to make me so uncomfortable, but also it'll be nice. So, <laughs> you know, it'll be great if nobody does it. No, we've um, already gotten a couple birthday messages on Instagram. So. <gasps> wow. Our fans are so nice. I know. I, it's yeah, you guys are the best, besides Olivia, who's the current best. But you guys oh, are definitely yeah. number two. thought you were saying that I wasn't the best anymore. And I was like, <laughs> No, I'm saying, oh, you guys, the big dog is back in the alley. Oh, Listeners, so there's nice. a big dog who walks through the alley behind my house, and he just went by. That's cool. Actually, I, I, think, I think it's a girl. I love her. we got to take the small wins in life. And here really we are. Is. This is the other day, I was on a call with my life coach, because I have one of those now, what? and I saw a cat in the alley, and it jumped up over the wall to the other side. And I was like, oh, how delightful. <laughs> I'm on the sixth floor, so I definitely don't see anything like that. <laughs> What's the difference between a life coach and a therapist? Great question. Um, well, when you first talk to your life coach, they tell you the answer. Um, wow, therapists like, don't do that. <clears throat> true. Therapists are like, well, what do what, you, what would you what think? Is, I don't get what it. What does it mean to you? Okay, so the answer is that, like, the relationship is different because of the power dynamic like a therapist like you know like doesn't really talk that much about your their life you like go to them right. for advice yeah. and they it like, makes me very around <laughs> um but a life coach like you're on even footing and your peers like working together but they're your coach yeah the coach makes it not the same only it is the same. You're on the same level is the idea. So they're and actually like, your life worker. <laughs> and like, it doesn't like get into like, like your deep, dark feelings. It's just uh-huh. like, hey, what uh-huh. are some of your goals? Okay, right. what's like, uh-huh. what are some of your like obstacles to your goals? Oh, have you thought about this workaround? Maybe try that. Oh, uh, cool. Let's uh, talk about that next week and see if you made any progress on that goal. That's that a lot less exhausting. I want to make it is, a second. But it also like doesn't serve you in the same way that therapy does. Like you still need therapy. I want to make a second announcement that they don't know anything about, which is that I think that Maya's side hustle should be, at, you know, besides this, should be as a professional hype woman uh, mm-hmm. because you know mm-hmm. we're coworkers, and this week I was working on a project. And Maya just hyped me up so hard. And it was like, you know, I already knew that she was good at that, but she's just like the best personal cheerleader. So you should like hire her. If you like have a goal and you have not achieved it, call in Maya and she will hype you up so hard that you will not be able to handle disappointing her and you'll do it. 
Okay, I want to be hyped right now. Yeah, give an example of your services, Maya. <laughs> oh, hang on, the dog's going by really slow. <laughs> okay, no, Scott is beautiful. Okay, Melissa, what do you want to be hyped about? Um, um, <laughs> what's a goal that you have, Melissa? Um, <laughs> Melissa is perfectly content with her life. <laughs> um, just nothing Melissa wants. Wow, Melissa, your life is perfect. I know you're living your ideal life. I, I wow. don't. Lo- I can't answer that question. <laughs> I don't know how to answer it. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Hang on, hang on. I got this. Okay, fine. Look, Melissa. <laughs> Here's the thing, Mm -hmm. just because you don't know right now, oh, I got startled. (laughs) Just because you don't know right now what it is that you think is going to like improve your life doesn't mean that that thing isn't out there and that you can't go find it. Like there's, it's not a competition. It's not a race. There's no time pressure. Whenever you're ready, you're going to figure it out what your next step is like. Like, it's still gonna be there. So you can take this time, you can rest. Like, I always think nothing in nature flowers all the time, right? Like, you need that period yeah. of rest before you can flower again. There's nothing wrong with your period of rest. You need it in order to flower the way that you are meant to flower and that you will flower. So it doesn't matter if you don't know what your next step is right now. It's gonna be fine. You're gonna be great. Don't worry about it. Oh, wow, I feel so much better. Maya just hyped up doing nothing. (laughs) Okay? She can hype you up for anything. So DM her. Okay. Also, let's move on to the episode. (laughs) Oh, wait. Um, First, do we want to read listener emails first? I think we should. I would like to start with one that I think we should have read last time, but I forgot to check the email. Cool. It was, it's from Maisie. Maisie, thank you so much for writing in. The subject line is really fun. It says, I have solved Twilight. (laughs) (laughs) Hello, I would like to inform you that I have solved Twilight, but not the big issues. Rosalie wants a baby, right? Emmett could go get some girl who looks kind of like Rosalie Prego, and she would obviously die leaving the child to Emmett and Rosalie with a baby. Boom, solved. Thank you. Maybe this is unhinged. (laughs) So partway through, as soon as it was like, well, Rosalie wants a baby, right? I thought this was going to be the traditional I have solved Twilight, which is that Bella has Renesmee and then gives up Renesmee because she is not emotionally ready or does not want a child yet and gives Renesmee to Rosalie and Emmett for them to adopt because Rosalie wants a child. That's not where Maisie took this. Oh. No, Maisie went right to like murder and forced <laughs> pregnancy. Wow. 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 Um, yeah. Okay, we'll move on. I don't like Maisie, this. thank you for writing in. I really appreciate it. <laughs> okay, I would like to share um, part of our email from Eric. Hi, Eric. Thanks for writing in. Hi, Eric. Um, you had so much great stuff to tell us and we're so happy to hear from you especially because you read twilight for the first time in the year of our lord 2020 which is right now halfway we're somehow we're halfway done with 2020 don't know how wild 
It's almost halfway to Christmas, FYI. Oh, good point. Um, I really love this part about, um, so Eric read the audiobook, listened to the audiobook for um, Twilight to Breaking Dawn and Breaking Dawn. Um, <laughs> I really love this reference. As you mentioned in one of your early episodes, some sentences are confusing and funny over audiobook. And I cackled when I heard your example sentence when Bella is talking about Edward to Charlie and ends her quote by saying he is perfect, a Greek god, or something like that. When that happened, I re-listened to it like five times to figure out if Charlie was <laughs> chill or if part of the dialogue was internal. I remember talking about that sentence. I do, Also, yeah. the audiobook for Breaking Dawn uses two voice actors. In the Jacob book, they switch from the voice they've used, which presents as female and young for Bella, to a masculine douchebag Jacob voice actor who sucks and reminds you of all the men you hated in your high school and then you have to hear all the dialogue as if Jacob is mocking all the other characters in his douchey voice. Oh, no. Sounds awful. Okay, but I, I don't remember there being Jake. Are there Jacob chapters? There's Jacob chapters in Breaking Dawn! What? You really blocked that shit out. I just... <laughs> You like went deep to it repress was a that deep psychological smothering. FYI, <laughs> see, you're good at things. I wish I could repress them. <laughs> That's hilarious. Um, I also I just want to share part of Eric's um, notes about Bella, which he does say we're pretty fair to her, which I think is true. Um, Too fair, okay. I would say. <laughs> All this martyrdom is annoying, but also she models herself after the women in the book she reads to feel different from the girls like Jessica, which is such a 17-year-old thing to do. I think Bella is being very 17 by saying she thinks she's 40. It's layered. She acts (laughs) like a 40-year-old, not because she's truly mature, but because she bases her personality around books like Wuthering Heights and trying so hard to be different. This is super true. Damn, you like a a psychologist or some shit? It's what made her so relatable in 2007 and today. It's so true, Eric. It's very Um, true. Actually, Eric references the English department at his college. So I can't tell if he's... Yes, he's he's an English major. Okay, well, I thought he was like... A psychology major right so I, I know wrong um so deep. oh yeah fine, i guess he also brought up um because he's an english major brought up the all the references that stephanie uses and how he's very struck by the hades and persephone reference for midnight sun very few mm-hmm. times Thought did Maya mention greek roman mythology except to say that edward has abs which yeah we understood <laughs> <laughs> The myth involves Persephone being stolen against her will by Hades down to the underworld. Her mother, Demeter, then searches for her and is miserable. And since she's the goddess of the harvest and wheat and such, everything dies in her mourning. Before she finds him, Persephone gets hungry there and eats six pomegranate seeds. I forgot the pomegranate thing. Mm-hmm, we talked mm-hmm. about this, but I forgot the actual pomegranate. And that's why she can't leave. Eating in the underworld is a big no-no because you can't ever leave. However, Demeter is pissed and Persephone is also a full-on goddess, so they broker a deal where she comes back to Earth for six months each year, hence the seasons. There are a million variations. because of Hades Town. Oh, yeah. It's very um, good. Everyone should listen to Hades Town. And Eric's the- final point about this is that you'd think that Edward is Hades here because of his self-hatred and general angst. But maybe it's the other way around. It's hard to tell who is capturing whom, and even harder to understand why Stephanie Meyer refused. Interesting. 
What are the two worlds here? Edward's vampire world and Bella's human one. What happened to consensual love? Why couldn't she use one of the million Shakespearean or biblical frameworks that definitely fit? Wow. Eric. Eric's going in. Eric wrote a question, which was kind of a question. It's a prompt. I would love to hear your takes on Stephanie's picking and choosing which canons to be influenced by. Like she has the Bible (laughs) above all else, but then there's like the aggressively straightforward Shakespeare references. And (laughs) you had talk about Dracula's almost non-influence. And now there's Hades and Persephone. And look, Eric, I think you're way smarter than me. And I'm like, not (laughs) qualified. (laughs) (laughs) okay my take on stephanie picking and choosing is that like okay the bible she's a mormon um so she likes the bible got him Uh, shakespeare i think that she was probably one of those kids in school who's like oh yeah i like don't even struggle to understand shakespeare like it just like comes so naturally i have actually like read a lot of these plays just like for fun because i'm interested so i think she was like pulling a little bit of a bella with the shakespeare (laughs) to be like bella is stephanie bella bella is stephanie true they look the same (laughs) (laughs) dracula i think she was like yeah, that's a vampire I've heard of. Okay, I'm interested in whether there will be very much Hades Persephone stuff in Midnight Sun, or if this is like no, there will be. I mean, there must be some, or they wouldn't have Look pulled it for at the what cover. Did with New Moon. I mean, yeah, There's the so Romeo and Juliet thing is like to Romeo extremely. And what did Eric say? Aggressively straightforward. Aggressively <laughs> but, straightforward. Yeah, you're right. That's you're how right. Midnight Sun is going to be. <laughs> you're right. It's going to be on every page. I don't know if you guys have been like checking Stephanie Meyer's website, but she's been mm. posting quotes from Midnight what? Sun. I have, no, been I have not been checking. How did I miss this? Way too depressed lately to even think about it. All I do is read Twitter um and mm-hmm. like you know Trump be upset work. yeah all I do is try to work and read Twitter and have just not been myself because it's a sad time um so I have not been following this but I do know that she's been posting quotes and one of them referenced um the Hades Persephone myth or the pomegranate well, or something so I think, I think we're that we should dive in to Stephanie's teasers that we have not dived into yet on the bonus podcast that we will be making very soon for our patreon <laughs> i agree yeah so the bonus episode that we're gonna make because someone has paid for that <laughs> yeah <laughs> guys we have patrons uh don't be late to the party head over to our patreon become a patron you'll get perks um the I stickers are on their way okay stickers they're almost here i can't wait to touch them um, I also literally <laughs> thought that we would never record a bonus episode because who the fuck was going to pay for that shit? Yeah, so, so the reason like, well, that your stickers are late is because we all have imposter syndrome and we're like, we'll just make a Patreon. Nobody's going to do this. And yeah. then we got patrons. We were like, oh, we should order these oh, stickers. That we have want. to get stickers. <laughs> <laughs> so they're coming. We promise. Don't worry. They're coming. Scott was like, I'm going to sign up for your Patreon. Like, I'm going to do the level with this bonus episode. And I was like, what? No, just like give me $13. <laughs> <laughs> I 
don't give Patreon their cut. Guys, give money directly. My mom wants a sticker, so I might sell my mom a sticker directly. But I'm definitely going to charge her for it. Yes. <laughs> no free items. We're giving you quality content. Are we have like real good thoughts about these books? They're and well done. we are delighted to give you these thoughts for free. But if you want to contribute, hit up our Patreon. We would appreciate it. Okay, I'm gonna uh, read the next. Speaking of the frogs. next mail, wait, okay, more mail. Great. Wait, speaking <laughs> of what? I I said speaking of thoughts, maybe we should have thoughts. But oh. I like reading fan mail. Also. Yeah, we have a ton of fan mail. Oh, shit. Two more. Okay, this one is from Audrey. She says, "I love your podcast." Oh wait, we forgot to say. Okay, Eric's subject line was Jane can suck it, which was great. So good. (laughs) Okay, Audrey, I love your podcast. Hey, my name is Audrey and I'm a fellow Twihard. I'm only 14, but I wish I was 14 in 2005 so I could live in it when it came out. You don't. I love listening to the opinions, worst best senses, minisodes, none of my friends like Twilight, which is a problem, but your podcast makes me happy. Yeah. Audrey. Thank you. Yay. Audrey, You're we great. love you. Love if you ever that. want book recommendations, write in again and we'll give you good recs. Um, good idea. I just want to say that I love that we're still relatable to the youth of the <laughs> of America, of the world. It's um, you, Melissa. Who knew? Like, we're still hip. Wow. <laughs> okay. And then we have the major. Why wasn't Jacob in love with Edward from <gasps> Leamy? Of course. So, dear Maya, Olivia, Melissa, and the rest of the team. The rest of the oh. team is you guys. It's the <laughs> listeners. So dear everyone. The diamonds. Um, first, Limi started out with a complo. Thank you for this complo. Limi loves the podcast. We're so funny and charming in our unique ways. Thank you. What a great comp- complo. Okay. I very much enjoy the reoccurring theme of Bella the Psychic. How cool would it have been if all this time she was this normal ass human who falls in love with a vampire and then in book three comes out, oh no, she was never normal. She was a witch all along. That would would be so good. Like at the end of the movie, they wake up and it was a dream the whole time. Everyone would be like, no, I think it would have been more actually classic if it had turned out that Bella had some like special powers because you know it's like harry potter finds out that in the end he was the chosen one but it wasn't that edward can't read her mind there has to be a reason for it there should have been something special which is okay i will say that's a great point because of what i was imagining doesn't make any sense at all i was imagining like bella knew that she was a witch the whole time and she never <laughs> mentioned it but it's from bella's perspective so that's yeah, literally I know how it works to work. <laughs> can, you first person. can you imagine if the, whole the ultimate unreliable narrator <laughs> she was just like oh that's i genius. never mentioned it but okay so then let me goes on um I was thinking because when I first read Eclipse, I stumbled upon something. Edward is concerned about Bella being friends with a werewolf. Bella tells him she doesn't care what Jacob is. Um, And if Angela turns out to be a witch, she would welcome her to the club as well. Lemmy took that as foreshadowing, which like... Totally should have been. Yeah. So Lemmy was like, when I was finally done with Breaking Dawn, I was thinking, but where are the witches? Well, didn't (gasps) we all... 
last insight, which came to me when I was listening to you discussing how weird it is that Jacob is in love with Bella and then falls in love with her daughter. It gets explained in the book that it was like through Bella that he had this connection to Renesme all along. And then it hit me, but why isn't Jacob in love with Edward? Well, Amy, the way Stephanie Meyer explains this is that on their honeymoon when Edward was like (laughs) swimming around in the ocean the warm like ocean water like thawed out his special vampire ball sack so that his sperms could swim around and come back to life but it makes no sense no because I thought that was just how she explained I don't know if she's ever addressed why Jacob wasn't in love with Edward I thought that that was just the explanation for why Edward can was father able to. a child at all right. but i don't oh, think that when i read it recently i thought it was related but maybe not but that makes even less sense okay so if he was a human man the like <laughs> the yes explain to me sperm <laughs> only gets created like late in the process so it only exists for like two weeks so like technically if he was a human jacob would only in love with Edward for like two weeks right before conception. Look, uh, y'all, I went to Catholic school. I don't know anything. If it was that <laughs> whole thing about how they were just in his ball sack the whole time and it was the ocean, then it makes even less sense than it already does because then the sperm is already there the whole time and Jacob would be in love with Edward the whole time. Well, no, because they're like not activated. They're like dead. <laughs> yeah, they're like if dormant. they're dead... And they're you can't dormant. have a baby. They're, they're hibernating. They're so are yeah. Bella's eggs that are still in her not fallope in her ovaries because they haven't <laughs> like they're in the same state as Bella's non-activated eggs. I don't think so because he's a vampire, so it's different. <laughs> I hate this, and I just like the fact that Stephanie Meyer has made so many millions of people discuss vampire sperm. I think that's the best thing that could have happened from any of us. <laughs> the power that she has. Yeah, wow. And like the fact that she fucking answered that question on her website. <laughs> to begin uh, with. <laughs> we've got to look into that too, just to like get the deets on like what Stephanie's doing. I just My theory knows so much more about reproductive science than I do. And you don't I'm... know that? Y'all should About know that. Sperm. America needs better health class. Oh, yeah. Hey, guess Sex what, education. listeners? When I was in high school, um, they handed out chastity cards that I had to sign and keep in my wallet. No way! <laughs> Would they, like, check to see if you were carrying it? I don't Didn't think so, but I took school? it very seriously. Yeah, I went to public school. <laughs> That's fucked up. Did you have health class? Yeah. By which I mean, in health class, did you talk about anything else um, besides the chastity cards? STDs. We had that terrible slideshow about how gross and terrible STDs were. Yeah. Um, we had the rose that they passed around. That's bad. I didn't have that kind of thing. I didn't have the like gum discussion. And then. Finally, we had to round it all out. We had the chastity cards. They were so there was no everything. So there was no contraception. There was only STDs. Um, we did talk about condoms once, but not in any like <laughs> practical way. Yeah, 
we had someone come in and ask us like questions and when we would give the correct response which was like always abstinence or jesus or something like that they would like throw candy at us (laughs) what's the only way to stay pure and you're like abstinence and they're like throwing baby snickers at you and you're like like, so dystopian to me (laughs) it was so messed up guys this is why i like massachusetts (laughs) okay but also it like worked on me i carried that card uh were you also influenced by the jonas brothers what do you mean influenced by them because they like very famously had purity rings yeah oh well yeah i mean i thought that was you know cool the good thing to do yeah i wouldn't say i was influenced by it i was just like wow yeah I was friends with this girl who was the daughter of a pastor and one time she was like well I mean Jesus like didn't believe in premarital sex that's like the opposite of what he was about and I remember thinking like okay her mom is a pastor but like that doesn't sound right like I don't think Jesus like said anything about that like listeners correct me if I'm wrong I never looked it up but it doesn't track anyway what Lingmi says I send you love and good wishes from across the Atlantic Ocean. <gasps> We're sending our love and good wishes back. You're the greatest. What a great email. Loved it. Thank you. All right. Let's get in to chapter 10. The Meadow. We only read one chapter. And we only read, thank God. It was great. Yeah, but it was, it's a hefty chapter, y'all. It is a hefty chapter. Okay, here's what happens. Jacob I'm is still you. sick. Oh, no, God. Okay. Jacob. Oh no, God. <laughs> Jacob is, I have a like strong fear of poor grades. So. Uh, yeah. Jacob is still sick. So Bella's very concerned about him. She keeps calling and Billy keeps not answering. They have this whole thing about how Jacob had mono so he can't have visitors and Bella looks up mono and it's like, that's not a thing. Um, So she feels kind of suspicious about it, but feels kind of bad that she feels suspicious and Mm -hmm. doesn't know where Jacob is and is also super bummed about it. So she Mm -hmm. spends a long week trying not to call and being sad that she can't hang out with Jacob. Her depression Mm -hmm. is starting to regress because she can't hang out with him. Um, And so she finally decides, okay, I have to do something. So the only thing that she can think to do is go out to try to find the meadow by herself. She does so immediately after Charlie says, well, do whatever you want, except for go out to the woods. She's like, yeah, cool, Charlie, whatever. And then goes out to find the meadow by herself. She manages to find it, which is kind of incredible. Good job, Bella. She's immediately disappointed, but suddenly on the edge of the meadow is a figure. And it turns out to be Laurent. From remember him? At first, she's like, oh my god, a vampire. Vampires actually are real. I'm didn't just make up that whole experience in my life, but soon realizes that she's in a lot of danger because the Collins aren't there to protect her. And Laurent starts to threaten her and also bring up the fact that Victoria is trying to hunt her down. So stuff's looking bad. And suddenly, again, <gasps> some giant wolves show up. 
So she knows right away that this is supposed to be the bear that has been stalking the woods, um, but it's not a bear. She recognizes them as recognizes them as gigantic wolves. There's five of them, and the wolves chase off Laurent and then miraculously do not murder her. She goes home. She tells Charlie he's really upset. I think that's it. Five out of ten. A five? A failing grade? (laughs) Yeah, one, that was so long. We read one chapter, Olivia. Two, you didn't even mention Edward's voice telling her exactly what to do when Laurent was, like, being shifty. That's a major part. You left it out. That's a medium Um, part. Also, (laughs) it's a major part. Also... There were many pauses. I just, I couldn't get around it. I'm sorry. Wow. Well, okay. my, first of all, Maya can edit some pauses out. Uh, <laughs> I'm not going to, but I can. all. <laughs> I'm really offended and I personally think I did better than five. I think that it was like, like an eight and a half out of 10. <gasps> wow. I agree that it was a little long for- Very hard to self-edit when you do not prepare whatsoever. It really is, it really is. Which none of us ever do. (laughs) I do it really well, so. Pretty sure you got, like, a six, so. I think the thing- Yeah, and who gave me the six, huh? (laughs) I mean, you earned your six, and that's the truth. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I think the thing that was, like, keeping you from a 10 out of 10 was I feel like you were- kind of like missing like the style the panache you know we want to see you have fun with it Maya I know also you left out that's not what I said (laughs) you left things out I don't think I left out anything that big but like whatever (laughs) so I was thinking how when Bella's really suspicious about how things aren't really adding up, she's like, why did I feel so suspicious? Like, I didn't believe Billy. Um, and I was thinking about how it's because the last time things didn't add up, there were vampires involved. So it's kind of fair. Yeah. I Okay, so that struck me through, like, the whole beginning part of this chapter. I was like, yes, girl, trust your intuition. <laughs> you are right. People are are keeping the truth from you and also you're literally a psychic (laughs) trusting your intuition get on it (laughs) yes if bella should have any takeaway from any of her experiences is that her intuition is always right right yeah she never really gets there no um so bella calls billy to check on jacob um to see if he took her took jacob to a doctor Billy said he had, but for some reason I couldn't nail down. I didn't really believe him. And then, uh, like, you know, she's like, mono, and she's Googling it. <laughs> I glared at the computer screen and wondered why exactly I was doing this. Why did I feel so, so suspicious? Like, I didn't believe Billy's story. Why would Billy lie to Harry? I was being silly, probably. I was just worried, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, no, you at this point are gaslighting yourself. Like yeah, <laughs> yourself. Don't be like, oh, I, I'm, I'm feeling suspicious. Oh, it's probably just me. I was, I was just like so, so struck by how when you know someone is keeping someone something from you, and how like 
destabilizing it is, how uncomfortable you feel, how you Mm. feel like you can't trust those people. What else are they keeping from you? Mm -hmm. And it's not even like, like they're saying, oh yeah, I'm keeping something from you. And you're like, but what is it? You're like, they're not even lying enough to like pretend that they like I really identified with Bella's frustration in this chapter and I felt like I had really been there and Stephanie Meyer did a really good job capturing it that's true and then she waits an entire week she makes herself wait a week um, to like really go in on trying to figure out what's going on I mean I just really want her to see a therapist yeah that would be nice Um, especially because any of these issues she says that without Jacob everything I'd been repressing started creeping up on me and I was thinking how it really does feel like she wasn't really recovering in the last few chapters she was exactly she was just stalled kind of pressing it down instead of actually dealing with it so like the horror the the nothingness the emptiness comes back to her the gaping hole in her chest she's not good she says did you already say this and I forgot? I wasn't handling alone well. She says, I wasn't handling alone well. And it's like, it's a good line. No, you're not handling it well. And the use of the word alone is really just crushing it in a sense. Like, it's, true. it's carrying it. That's nice writing. So then we hear about how there's a missing hiker, which is a little bit more specific. Um, so we have an person who is missing we're hearing more about the bear we're really going in on this bear you can tell the bear is something because <laughs> i would bring up a random bear, bear. matter like 10 times and then as Wait, i said can i pause and yeah. have a spongebob reference yeah go ahead <laughs> this reminds me of the episode with the alaskan bullworm um i really enjoy the one where they draw the circle Oh, no, that's a different one. But that one's also good. I really yeah. enjoyed that Melissa insists on continuing to bring up Spongebob references, even though Maya mostly gets them, and I totally don't get them. And I just like that you share them anyways, because I'm sure... Yeah, but our listeners probably get them. I know. Because they're cool. That's why it's good. They're Hang cooler on. than me. What's your guys' favorite Spongebob episode? I don't have um, one. Mermaid, Mermaid Man and Barnacle Boy, number three. Oh, mine wow. is when he forgets how to make a Krabby Patty. <laughs> okay, but mine is the one with Man Ray and the wallets. That's also good. Listeners, write in and tell us your favorite SpongeBob episode. I Please love do. SpongeBob. Okay, so this hiker is like, he's gone, you know? <laughs> he's gone. <laughs> and the first thing that Bella decides to do after learning this information is go find the meadow by herself. Even though she yeah. knows that she's very bad at directions and also staying upright. So and I also not alone. that going back to the house was a bad idea in the first place. So like yeah, this it's is just all together. But harder. There's no good Why? reason for this. No. Why would she do this? Maybe. She's like, I think I think if I find it, like maybe I'll hear his voice again, which doesn't make any sense. And yes, she does end up hearing his voice, but for unrelated, unrelated. reasons. <laughs> So then miraculously, she finds her way there. Yeah. And immediately like this description. Regrets it. Um, Yeah. Like it's like instantaneous. Because she's like just like going to the house, it is only bad emotions, not good ones. And she does not hear Edward's voice, which you would predict based on how it went going to find their house. Like think about 
the breakups you've been through and they're just normal human breakups they like don't even involve immortality or vampires you don't want to like go to your places so okay but what you do is like stalk them on instagram and then immediately regret it and like the buy-in mm. there is very low right like i'm already on my phone i'm already on instagram click over and then you're like oh no no that was the wrong choice uh but edward took that option away from her because instagram doesn't exist and he stole all the photos he stole her photos so she can't be a normal person and just look at a photo and be like oh no too much she has to go through all of the effort of trudging through the woods for days and days and days and then finding the meadow and then being like oh no Here's the thing. There's no way Bella would look at the photo and be like, "Uh, no, too too hard." She'd be like, "He's so beautiful." <laughs> I so much. Yeah, but that's like kind of what happens when she gets to the meadow. Yeah, that's literally what happens. She's like, "It's not as beautiful, but it's still so beautiful, and it reminds me of him so much, and I can't handle that." She literally says the disappointment. Was nearly as instantaneous as the recognition. Instantaneous! And she says, I sank down right where I was. She's bad. She's not good. And then yeah. she's immediately plunged into mortal danger from two different mythical creatures. It's a I'm big day for both. It's a big day. Like, this busy. is where she gets exciting. Okay. We're not just so you guys. riding motorcycles. Can we, can you make what happens here make sense to me? So listeners, what happens? Bella <laughs> is standing in the meadow. She's all sad. Laurent shows up. She's like, oh, vampires. And at first it's like, really? Like, you just really feel for her because she's like really excited to see him. She's like, oh, my old acquaintance. <laughs> and like, thinks they're going to have this lovely conversation, but very quickly realizes because he tells her, uh, that he is going to eat her. Um, <laughs> also, he has what? red eyes. Yeah. Yes. So that's how we she... know that he's not a good guy. Been eating humans lately. Yeah. We'll get more into their conversation, but like, why is Laurent there? Okay. So this didn't make sense to me upon first blush what? when you were just he like, says why is he there? there? Right. But he why is he at the sense. meadow? My only hunting. thought. He does say that he's hunting. Why would you go so deep into the woods where nobody goes off the trail to hunt humans? Yeah. Go to a trailhead. Maybe I didn't think he was necessarily hunting humans. I thought he was just hunting generally. What else would you hunt for, Melissa? Deer, animals. Just I don't think he, he does has, that. We yeah. don't know what he does, and also I think he just eats everything and like just does whatever the fuck he wants. Maybe. I mean, that's really, the text supports the idea that he is eating humans. The text does not support the idea that he's eating anything besides but he, that. But he did spend time with... He's hunting in the woods, though. The vampires in Denali who do eat only animals. So maybe he, like, did it sometimes and was like, oh, this is, like, good exactly. enough. I guess I'll do maybe that he's sometime just if I'm, like, gone really hard on right. The restrictions are difficult. I'm surprised that any of them can keep it up for long. So he's right. like, right. he doesn't like it. Yeah, I'm in the eating humans game, baby. Okay, the only I, omnivore. The only idea that I had is that maybe he was following the scent of the Cullens, and Edward went to the meadow pretty often. 
So maybe it was just like he followed a trail of like a smell because I don't know why. And he ended up in the meadow. I don't know. Even I didn't find this baffling at all. I was just like, yeah, Lawrence just like in the woods looking for I shit. mean, it's extremely coincidental and we just have to be you know, fine with it. <laughs> Except I'm not fine with it. It doesn't make any sense. Even if he were just hunting, like the Pacific Northwest is ginormous. So large. Yeah. I mean, he is coming to check up on the Collins. Yeah. I'm, we can't use this logic of the Pacific Northwest is ginormous because you know what? Then how did Bella even meet vampires in the first place, huh? Because she's we, a random. We can't have because she doesn't matter. Logic. She's random. Um, okay, but Laurent is also here to check up to see what's up with the Collins and to see where Bella is. Like Victoria specifically wants to murder Bella. What's good reason? It would be one thing if he had followed Bella's scent. But it seems right. that he comes from like, the other way. into the meadow from the other direction. So he couldn't right. follow her scent. So, right. so maybe. Why is he here? Maybe he would he follow Edward's old scent to the meadow to be like, well, maybe wherever Edward is, Bella is. I don't know why he wouldn't just fucking go to Charlie's house. I, I struggle to believe, even with vampire smelling abilities, that he would still be able to track Edward's scent. Like, it's, it's, it would be pretty apparent, like five that it's been like five or six months. Yeah, exactly. he's just hunting. But why? But it's like so far from the Collins house. Take him and, to and, that specific meadow. Coinc- right when Bella's in there. The woods. Coincidence. Plot points. It's the only reason. It doesn't make any sense. It really doesn't. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't. Okay. Sense. Anyway, so. Laurent is there and he's like, Bella. She's like, You remember? I smiled. <laughs> it was ridiculous that I should be so elated because a vampire knew my name. It's like, oh, Bella, mm. she's just like, She's like, Oh, this is so lovely to see someone again. Of course and very child. quickly, it, it turns sinister. There's like something about him that's different from before. Before, you know, he was like, the beta basically like he was posturing as being in charge but really Mm, it was james that's true and now he's like you know doing this favor for victoria trying to check up on the cullens because as he tells bella victoria wants to kill bella it's only fair because edward killed james so it's a mate for a man i mean yeah they did kill james Logical. Weren't you sort of a pet of theirs, which is like so demeaning. It's extremely rude, but her response is very funny. She says something like that. (laughs) (laughs) But like, yeah, it really does make a lot of sense because I don't know, it's it's even. Yeah. It's equal. It's logical. So and then he says they visit often. Edward comes in. Voice wise. Oh, yes. The part that Olivia left out. Yeah, I was going to let Melissa tell it, and then she was too spaced out to pick it up. <laughs> oh, my bad. Well, uh, Edward starts talking again. <laughs> this, I just, this whole thing never gets explained about how she just hears him so clearly that he, like, tells her what to do. Oh, okay, like, it she... does get explained, but it doesn't make sense. It does I, get explained? I, so I, I just not remember yeah. it. Yeah. 
Oh, well, whatever. I think okay, she well, has good, good enough instincts that it makes sense. Like, she spent enough time with vampires to know, like, oh, I should freeze because the wind will move my scent to him and he will smell me more and that will be bad. Like, nothing that she does here is inexplicable by her no. instincts. I don't think that it's, like, super... I don't think it's like that confusing why she's hearing. I got birds in my tomatoes again. Get out of there. <laughs> Throw a shoe that? again. Let the birds eat. <laughs> That's my tomatoes. That's my food. We have too many tomato plants anyway. Whatever. Anyway, um, I don't think it's like that inexplicable why she she's hearing things at all. Because like, even if we think about like people we know who have like died while I don't hear their voice in my head I can like take any situation and like know what their take would be uh-huh. you know like I can know my grandma Betty would be like give them hell cuss them out like <laughs> so it's like just like an extra step but the explanation that we get later is that Bella's subconscious knew deep down the whole time that Edward did love her after oh all and so it was generating these voices and that makes no sense i fucking hate that i mean like i guess he's like a person yeah i don't know i mean whatever um some of us can't believe a lot of things in these chapters whether it's laurent being in the meadow or bella (laughs) hearing uh her ex-boyfriend you know what i do believe is that the wolves show up because they are clearly tracking laurent we have to assume this must come up later that um the reason that the hiker went missing is actually vampires i assume it's laurent not the wolves because we know that the wolves are good in the long run Um, yes so it makes sense the wolves are tracking laurent and come to save the the day really quickly i just want to say i don't know if you guys noticed is he really laurent asked pleasantly skeptically the whole passage before that, I just want to call attention to the writing. Terrible punctuation. <laughs> it's so many M dashes. I'm looking at one million ellipses. One million what ellipses. Is happening on this page. It's not pretty. It's 238 for any of you who have print books. Like, talk, talk. Where's her editor? This is an ellipses followed there's a sentence interrupted by m dashes with ellipses which indicates trailing sentences as well as interrupted sentences and it doesn't make sense shouldn't the m dashes be outside of these quotation marks melissa um the interrupted speech yes yes that's why i'm a proofreader Uh, yeah, so then the wolves show up, and mostly Bella's, like, kind of scared, but also, like, kind of recognizes that they're sort of intelligent looking. Also, before they even show up, um, she, like, accepts death and, like, finally thinks Edward's name. And is like, Edward, I love you. I skipped over that part. Whatever. Uh, I skipped over a lot of things. Well, like, you skipped that one line, negative 12 points. (laughs) She immediately knows that it's not a bear, which is kind of funny. Like, I guess nobody has been this close up to any of them. But like, Melissa, Melissa, Bella has no experience with bears or wolves. So I don't know why she's like so sure about this, but she really is. 
But also, they do eventually bring up the fact that these wolves don't have bare paws. Like, they yeah. leave different tracks. And like, I don't duh. know why that wasn't, like... Nobody the, else has noticed The yet. thing from the beginning. Like, okay. So, so it's a giant animal. We assume it's a bear. But you literally have its tracks. Like, right. those are not... Those aren't bear tracks. You idiots. Somebody you go look at whether it's bear tracks and bear poop or not. Do you guys like, want to read the description of the wolves? Because it's yeah, like pretty ahead. gnarly. Good idea. Oh, should I do it? Yeah. Then I saw it. A huge black shape eased out of the trees, quiet as a shadow, and stalked deliberately toward the vampire. It was enormous, as tall as a horse, but thicker, much more muscular. The long muzzle grimaced, revealing a line of dagger-like incisors. Incisors? Incisors. Incisors. A grisly snarl. Incisors. Did I say it? Yeah. I was doing so well. I was like, wow, you are selling this. (laughs) (laughs) I was literally thinking as I was reading, like, I should go into audiobooks. A grizzly snarl rolled out from between the teeth. Okay, because it looks weird. Like a prolonged crack of thunder. If you were in audiobooks, I just talked over that whole sentence. Uh, You would go over this ahead of time and you would have already asked if it was incisors and it would have gone fine. So That's true. All right. Well, also, I just want to bring attention to the fact that a grizzly snarl rolled out from between his teeth doesn't make any sense to me. It's a little weird. I also want to say that if I saw something that was as tall as a horse, but was actually a wolf, I don't think the way I would describe the difference between a horse and a wolf is that it's thicker and more muscular. <laughs> I think I'd be like, it was as tall as a horse, but definitely not a horse. <laughs> it was as tall as a horse, but much more a canine. Wolf. It was a wolf. <laughs> and Olivia's a horse girl. So like, she, she knows what she's talking about. I also thought of horses later when she's like, uh, it gazed at me for a fraction of a second, the deep eyes seeming too intelligent for a wild animal. And I wrote, okay, but horses? Like, have you ever looked a horse in the eye? They're very intelligent looking and you wouldn't have thought this if you had ever looked at a horse. They're very soulful. They are. That's true. Also, their pupils are like rectangular. It's very strange. I'm glad I can't. You know how? Like, they put those masks on horses to, like, keep yeah. flies out of their eyes or whatever. Fly masks. Yeah. Okay. Oh, so I hadn't seen those before. <laughs> and one night at camp, I was taking my campers out for, like, a graveyard walk. So it's, like, really late. It's super dark, you know, kind of creepy. And to get to one of the graveyards, you have to go, like, past the horse pastures. Mm-hmm. And we're, like... A- dozen horses all with fly masks standing stock still just like watching us and it was the creepiest scariest experience i was like okay girls go go go, go, go. okay no no we are not dawdling um, people used to ask so often if the horses could see through them and i was like you really think that there are prey animals standing in a pasture blind and they're just like chilling about it like no yeah they can see we wouldn't blind the horses and then let them free in their pasture and then at camp I always put them over the little kids faces so that they could tell that you could see through them oh that's wow (laughs) they're very easy to see through I don't know I felt like they were demons (laughs) yeah they don't look nice they're a little creepy looking I'll, I'll I'll give you it 
Okay, so then more wolves show up. So you guys, it's heating up. It's getting wild. I liked this description. Before I could even react, two more wolves followed, lined up in a V like geese flying south. You liked that? Yeah, I did. <laughs> I just wish that we could pick one animal. To, it's like, a little passive also. Right? It's like, okay, you know, like predators flanking to attack something also like that okay like, maybe it's a bad sense but i still we like haven't it. even described them as wolves yet and we're comparing them to geese now and i it's was a little like what am i supposed to be picturing here okay I... we have described it as a wolf because it said two more wolves following okay whatever you know what i'm you know what i'm saying why are they so huge why aren't they just they're special wolves. yeah because they have no other way of showing how strong they are also i have honestly no memory of reading this book for the first time so i don't really remember like what i had put together what i hadn't do you guys remember reading this for the first time because this is the first time we view a wolf i think i was surprised i don't remember super strongly I remember. but i think i was like huh okay <laughs> <laughs> right like you haven't put together like they just seem like some kind of mythical something I'm yeah, sure I don't really I know yet. I didn't put ahead. together the werewolf aspect. I'm sure I read ahead and uh, read what this was before I got to this section, so. Uh-uh. I'll never understand you. Okay. Uh, one of the wolves is reddish-brown. Listeners, clock that. It's Jacob. Also, this is an interesting, oh, no, like um, you know, literary choice. We have these two sentences that go in a row. It gazed at me for a friend. Oh, I just you're... muted myself. I'm sorry. <laughs> it, gazed... <laughs> it gazed at me for a fraction of a second, the deep eyes seeming too intelligent for a wild animal. New paragraph. As it stared at me, I suddenly thought of Jacob. <gasps> Again, yeah. with gratitude. At least I'd come here alone to this fairy tale meadow filled with dark monsters. At least Jacob <laughs> wasn't going to die too. You know, she just like puts them together for you. No commentary. Also, that was my worst. Think about the colors of the wolves' fur versus like who they are. Is there any like I don't know reason matchup? Yeah, I think so. What is she? She focuses on them so much that you can tell it's gonna be something. Like after just skipping ahead, once she gets back home to Charlie, she like very specifically is like, yeah, one of them was gray and one of them was brown and one of them was right. But it's like why? Why, Why are you fixating it? on this? The answer is that it's because there's werewolves, and then she figures out that what? they're werewolves. No, they like I mean, match like, up to the people. Well, yeah, but like, why is what's his name for gray, and why is Jacob's reddish brown? It's because Jacob has that beautiful, like, coppery, exoticized yeah. skin. That's what I'm Russet. saying. I, I definitely got those vibes of like, oh yeah, because Jacob got brown skin. That's why his coat is brown. But I was also like, okay, then why is everyone else's coat not brown? Well, someone could get like their black fur from their black hair. I feel like you can get your werewolf coloring from different aspects of your appearance. And it's just kind of a shot in the dark what you get. And Jacob just happens to be reddish brown. Yes. Because it then parallels Edward. They, the wolves run off Laurent. Bella's very confused, but she's safe. 
she's, she's still like, very okay, scared. Kick their ass. So yeah, what's she's happening? Very worried for the wolves. <laughs> she's like, Laurent very clearly is not food and also could murder them. So this is not good. So she turns around. She's like, Hi, Tails. Running. Yeah, she has no idea where she's going, does not think about her direction at Classic. all. Can't outrun any of the monsters that she has just faced. She's being lapped by squirrels, probably. Like, you know how clumsy Bella is. Like, imagine her limbs going every direction. She's flailing through the forest, leaving a trail like a mile wide. But nothing gets her. Um, She, like, gets in her car and is like, I want to cry it out, but I can't. Got to go home. So she drives home and she's like, cool cool i'm playing it cool i'm playing it cool in front of charlie nothing to worry about here and he's like where have you been and she's like oh fuck i can't lie and she's like hiking which he told her not to do and he's like you said you were gonna go to jessica's and she's like but i didn't want to do math and he's like okay you could have gone to jessica's and not done your math such a bad liar and then she just like comes out and says it. She's like, "Yeah, so I saw the thing. It's not. It's not. It's not a bear. It's a wolf." Five and wolves. also, it's five wolves. <laughs> um, and then a thing that I really did skip over is that Charlie reveals that he saw Jacob, and that he was out in front of the store. And Bella is really pissed that he's like out and about and is apparently fine and hanging out not with her. She's Guess what hurt. people, other people have friends. I'm, I know that Bella is only, used to only yeah, having one. But, but Billy like... lied and said that, I actually forgot this. The reason that she decides to go to the meadow is actually because Billy says that Jake's Jake going to the movies. better, but not hanging out with her, going to the movies. Right. So he didn't lie. Well, he, like, kind of lied about where he was, and it's more proof that he just didn't want to hang out with Bella. It's very upset. Yeah, it's true. I still think Bella's being very self-centered in these moments. Okay, but how could she? Yeah, I think it's fair. Jacob was very sick and was like, "Yeah, I'll call you." And it's now been like a week and a half, and he had mono, and it didn't have mono, and now he's hanging out with people, and he still hasn't called. Yeah, I mean, he's a fucking sixteen-year-old boy. Yeah, but Bella's a seventeen-year-old girl, so yeah. And Jacob has thus far been a pretty good friend, so it's like even more hurtful when he's usually a good friend and is like suddenly just ghosting her. And this Very is like upset. a particular sore spot for Bella because she always thinks that she feels more strongly for other people than they do for her. So it's like extra hurtful to feel like that's been confirmed. She could be a better friend. Maybe that wouldn't happen. I mean, we all obviously I mean, agree with you <laughs> <laughs> but credit where it's due to bella she is not being treated well here this is not really her fault um so yeah charlie is like are you okay tell me what happened uh and she's like um the wolves really just did not care about me so when they left i just ran and fell down a lot and charlie's just like yeah it makes sense Yep. <laughs> uh, then he says the rangers said the tracks were wrong for a bear but wolves just don't get that big why would they be like hmm tracks were think... wrong for a bear 
bear. So we're just going to say it's a bear. Yeah, they definitely <laughs> would have been like, wow, this is a wolf, but huge. Right. Yeah. And then Charlie says again, okay, no more hiking. And I made a note, like, I'd say no shit, but, like, Bella's clearly untrustworthy. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, you have to tell it to her. And so now we have the threat of Laurent and Victoria, which has not really been apparent. She didn't realize that that was a thing that she has to worry about. No. But she does, and she knows that she has no powers against vampires, and they could just find her, and they could find Charlie at any time. So we ha- do have, like, new increased worry. Yeah, it's like, it becomes pretty tense. She goes in her room and locks her windows and, like, the door and stuff. And then she's like, but, like, what difference would a lock make to any of the monsters I'd seen this afternoon? And then she's like, well, I guess, like, the handle would stop the wolves because they don't have a good thumb. I don't think, like, your flimsy little door handle. (laughs) The wolves are going to go up the stairs in your home and be like, but so far she just knows they're like some weird confusing wolves and she knows that vampires could really fuck her up so yeah i think that we're ready for best sentence worst sentence are we are we okay i want to go first because uh we already brought up my worst sentence it is at least i'd come here alone to this fairy tale meadow filled with dark monsters it's overwrought I like that. I think it's too much. I think that's all right. I feel like you have to acknowledge in a situation like this that suddenly there's a bunch of magic shit going on. Like, we just had half a book where zero magic shit went on. And then it's like, oh, I mean, maybe like the fairy tale thing is like a little bit much. I think it's so much. (laughs) The reference to monsters is like necessary. Yeah, I I like the monster reference. I think the word monster is very powerful and great. I think dark monsters, you're like, mm, we're getting she like a little perky, but we're okay. But when it's preceded by fairy tale meadow, I wrote, yuck. <laughs> Could have been broken up. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna give a best sentence, worst sentence combo, a real Stephanie Meyer special. <laughs> here it is every oh she's running back through the woods very frantically she can't hold the compass because her hand is shaking so much so she can't tell what it's saying can you hear these horrible loud noises from my apartment okay i'll just keep going every few minutes i would stop to put the compass down and check that i was still heading northwest hearing when the sounds weren't hidden behind the frantic squelching of my footsteps the quiet whisper of unseen things moving in the leaves. This is poorly structured. These M dashes are just so poorly placed. They break up the sentence very unnaturally. And frantic squelching is the stupidest phrase I've ever heard in my entire life. <laughs> but also she's hearing the, she's like running frantically and hearing the quiet whisper of unseen things moving in the leaves, which is like, intriguing and scary yeah, like that very so it's like it's it's all in one <laughs> the image of her like running 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 down, <laughs> put the compass on the ground like crouching over it and being like okay okay and getting up and running again very yeah funny. also it doesn't make any sense because she's talking about how when she stops with the compass down 
And that's when she's hearing the quiet whisper, except also sometimes it's covered by her frantic squelching, which would be happening when she's running, not when she's crouching down to look at the compass. It's, it's not good. Beautiful. Very unclear. Um, Bella. Am I going? Am I going? Yeah, I was just saying the word Bella. Oh, okay. Um, my just like Jacob is... at the end of that phone call when he's just like, Bella. Oh and then hangs up. Yeah, yeah. Um, my worst sentence is when Bella is lying to Charlie about what she's going to do for the day. Um, and she says, I wasn't going to call Jessica. As far as I could tell, Jessica had crossed over to the dark side. And I was like, what the so fuck does traumatic. that even mean? Yeah, what, what is she talking mean? about? Uh, like, you're living a life where there's vampires involved and, like, somebody being kind of mean to you is the dark side? Like, what? Right. And I was like, you mean Jessica finally not putting up with your bullshit anymore? Is that what you're talking about, Bella? <laughs> I highlighted that. I'm like, Jesus. <laughs> melodramatic like a way to refer to someone who you keep calling a friend but so like true. are negative Although, friendly towards you know does bella ever claim to be friends with jessica i think she, she doesn't really she says the word friends multiple times <laughs> she says i even underlined this sentence that's on the page before where uh charlie is saying like oh you don't want to spend too much time with jacob your other friends are going to think you've forgotten them lol and she says, I smiled as if I cared what my other friends thought. And I was like, wow, then they aren't your friends. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't care what they think in this moment, then you're not friends with them. That's just friends. how it works. So whatever. Right. I was really over Bella in these moments. <laughs> got any bests? I've got one. Yeah. Even you here on the... Oh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> Um, so this is when Bella is in the meadow with Laurent, and I just want to say, actually, before I even read the sentence, that I really do think Stephanie Meyer did a spectacular job, like, creating this really creepy sense of foreboding here. Sure. Yeah. As Laurent, like, begins to expose his, his evil plan to eat Bella. Um, and, like, it's really creepy, you feel all the tension, uh, it's just a great job. Anyway, so he's like, yeah, so, um, uh, Victoria's pissed at you, so she's gonna be mad at me for what I'm about to do, but, like, like, really, you should be thanking me, like, this is, like, really for your, your own good, because I'm at least not gonna torture you. Uh, and Bella says, even here, on the point of death, his name tore against my unhealed wounds like a serrated edge, referring to the name Edward. Um, mm -hmm. And I was like, wow, this is dramatic. This is evocative. This gives me feelings as a reader. It was good stuff. I also underlined that sentence. I really uh, like it. It's a good sentence. Yeah. Um, my best sentence is really a combination of sentences. Uh, at the end of the chapter, when she has gone to her room after her exciting day of seeing monsters and you know she like locks all of her doors or whatever but it's like her realization here she says there was nothing I could do there were no precautions I could take there was no place I could hide there was no one who could help me and it was like in this moment where I was like shit yeah like I previously hadn't really worried about you know 
vampires wanting to kill Bella because she, like, had other vampires. <laughs> I was just like, oh, yeah, that's, like, something that negates itself. Like, we don't really need to worry about it. But now I'm like, shit, girlfriend is literally in her rinky-dink-ass room with a <laughs> rinky-dink-ass doorknob. Yeah. And she's, like, you know, freaking out. And I'm like, yeah, oh, wow, I get it. She damned. Yeah, and what are you supposed to be doing? So exactly. Like, literally, if you know someone is on the warpath to come and kill you, what exactly are you supposed to do? And now we know just how awful this is going to be. Like, it's been made very clear. Victoria doesn't just want to kill her. She wants to, like, torture her. She wants yeah. to make it painful. She wants to make it long, awful, like... Which also is uneven because that's not what they did to James, but whatever. No. The stakes are high. Bum, bum, bum. That's narrative, baby. Come back next week. I vote that we should only read one chapter again because they're getting kind of long. So we will be reading chapter 11? Yeah. Chapter 11, Cult. Thanks for joining us. As always... You can email us with questions or comments at twilightfacepodcast at gmail.com. We all, we're good for credits. We're good. I'm, I'm going. Yeah, yeah let's, do it. let's do it. Yeah, let's do it. If you want to support the pod, check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash twilightfacepodcast. Give you can also money. follow us at twilight underscore phase on Twitter and Instagram and twilightfacepodcast on Tumblr. Disclaimer, we own nothing. The Twilight universe and all characters belong only to Stephanie Meyer. Please don't sue us. Audio editing by Maya Marlette. Cover image by Laura Shermer. Our theme music is written and performed by Adrian Mooring. Correction to last week, Melissa did the audio editing. It was Good her job. first time. Great job, Melissa. I did it, y'all. You did it. I didn't listen back, but I assumed that it was perfect. <laughs> sure, it was great. Amazing. It was the best we've ever recorded. So anyway, <laughs> we'll be back next week. And if you don't like it, you can bite me. Yeah. <laughs> Bye, y'all. Bye. Bye, everyone.